you hear the music, and it is the Friday edition to, oh yeah, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Standing by, we've got realty expert Adam Helgeson to the studio, and we're going to talk with him in just a minute. Real estate can feel a lot like this, but you should expect more when you're buying or selling a home. You should feel taken care of by someone who can turn jitters into, ah, someone with the tools and knowledge to help you find the one or sell yours. We'll take it. Someone who can make real estate feel less like that and more like this. That's home services. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And we are back, and here we go. Realty expert Adam Helgeson is in the house. There you go. There's your applause. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Good, good, good. You're uh, you're going on a little trip this weekend, and I think it would be a blast. Yeah. No, a little road trip down to Heydays, the North Branch. So, yep. Yeah. And if people don't know what Heydays is, it's uh, it's actually snowmobiling. <laughs> snowmobiling, four-wheeler mud bog. Yep. They got everything. And they yep. Got a drag racing, grass drags, all that kind of fun 30 stuff. 30-acre swap meet. Yeah, and you're going to so, go down and do some swapping? Are yeah, you? yeah, I got some players OEM yeah. parts. Cool, cool. I'll see if I can ditch them. And yeah, bringing the whole family or going solo? Just rolling solo. Rolling solo. Yeah, one of my buddies uh, owns Sound Decision here in town, Jay Hubbard. Sure, yeah. So he's got a going to be there swapping some stuff, too. Oh, so. Did I tell you I plumbed that place? Did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah I did, uh, back in my one year as a plumber. <laughs> Um, you know, I've heard that there has been changes in purchase agreements. Now, people, there's a lot of them. They've probably heard the term purchase agreement. I'm guessing a lot of people don't even know what it is. Can we talk about that a little bit? We can. Okay. Um, as I say, if you want to go line by line, it'll take a while. There's 400 lines on the purchase agreement. Um, I, I know. Can we, like, do every 10? Yeah, no, okay. uh, they're, in, they're in sections. So oh. <laughs> this is, I mean, this goes back to why it's important to have an agent because a lot of people just Google a purchase agreement and just sure. fill it out, you know what I mean, what mm-hmm. they online, and it, it's not very in-depth. You know, these go in-depth to help the buyer and seller uh, make sure that they're covered legally in case anything arises. Okay. Um, you know, it has your legal name. The first part um, talks about earnest money. Uh, I know we've talked about that briefly before, but that earnest money is a good faith deposit that you're putting down towards the house. Um, so if you decide to back out the contract and go with a different house, they get to keep their earnest money. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the more the better. Some people do small amounts like $500, but in the big scheme of things, what the hell is $500 right. to back out right. the contract? Sure. So, um, then, uh, so yeah, line like 8 through 16 is all about the earnest money. Um, then it goes into like the legal address, the parcel number, making sure all the legal jargon is correct. Um, and then you get to put in there what you want to offer. Now, just because they're asking a certain price doesn't mean you need to offer a certain price. Okay. Um, but it's nice to have the number in there and it has it typed out, you know, like 153,278 or okay. whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. It's kind of right. like a check. Yeah. You write the number and you have it written out. Oh, um, oh okay. Yep. 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 Then it goes into what type of financing are you going to use? Are you paying cash or is it contingent on financing? Um, I always make it contingent on financing just because you never know what arises. I know I've told the story before. I had a young man looking at a house. We were three quarters of the way through the process. His ex filed child support against him. Well, now that screws up his financing. He mm. can't afford the house. So now he's able to get out of the contract and get his earnest money back because it was out of his control. Oh, sure. Okay. So, um, 
you know, then it gets into what type of financing you're going to use, which is important based on the condition of the house, whether it's conventional, FHA, VA, North Dakota FHA, um, USDA, contract for deed, cash, you know what I mean? It gets mm-hmm. into all those different factors, which as an agent, you have to think about that, especially in a multiple offer situation. Would you rather take a conventional offer or one that has contingencies as far as the FHA, USDA, all that type sure, of stuff? Sure, sure. So okay. that's definitely important to, to be in there well, yeah. that you're going to use. Um, you know, there's if it is an FHA or VA loan, they have an amendatory clause um, which is lines like 40 through 53 talking about, okay, if the house doesn't appraise for this certain money, they can get out. Mm-hmm. Um, a new part um, is a real estate certification, which talks about there are no, everyone's got to sign it, including the listing agent and the seller's agent. And it talks about there are no side deals going on. Like everything that's going on is in this contract. Like, you know, hey, we'll buy it for this price, but you'll also leave this tractor. Okay, you know, and all that has to be in there. It's supposed to be. Okay. But lenders and underwriters and that stuff don't like to see that. Oh, sure, it, sure. It messes up the appraisal. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, because the bank's lending you money based on the home value. You know what I mean? The bank can't lend you mm-hmm. lend you money based on the home value and the tractor. Right, you know, right. You can't really factor that in. Okay. So, um, so that, would that be, because I know a guy that kind of went through something similar to that. They left a tractor and a mower and a bunch of things, but do they just kind of work on that then on their own and that has nothing to do yeah, with agents, it? Just, agents yeah. can't be involved. Okay, you know? okay, sure. So that's just saying well, if Jeff and John or whoever the hell the buyer and seller are want to mm-hmm. make that deal on the side, right? Yeah. Everything on this is based on the home. Right, the home and the property, I suppose. Correct. Okay, okay, yep. there you go. Um, so that's a new a new part. Um, seller's concessions, a lot of people don't know what that is. You can actually ask the seller to pay for your closing costs as a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can you be used for like buying down points. That can be used for your closing costs because, you know, you're looking, you know, this, this one I have in front of me is an example we just offered yesterday. Um, $153,000 house and they figure on the buyer side, he's going to need about six grand in closing costs. So okay. he can either bring that money to the table or he can negotiate that into the sale price and have the seller pay them. Sure. Okay. You know? So it adds, you know what I mean? You would be able to get the house for cheaper, but then you have to pay that six grand out of right. pocket. Okay. So um, that is a thing. Um, and then we can choose our closing date, which a lot of people don't realize, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we want to try and close You early, just agree together on a date or... So the buyer gets to choose the closing date when they would prefer. Of course, that's negotiable. Okay. Um, I always kind of like to close the first of the month. Okay. Just because, let's say you close October 31st, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have October, November. Your yeah. first payment would be December 1st. Yep. But if you wait a day and close November 1st, now you have all of Another November, full 30 days. All of December, your first payment isn't until January. Right, right. So that makes a ton of sense. You can kind of play it that way. Yeah. You know, based on, let's say you're in a lease and, you know, your lease is up in December. Well, let's close November 1st. So your payment isn't until January. Right. Well, now that gives you a whole month to move out of your apartment, to move things over. Yeah. To, and you're not overlapping payments. Ah. So you can kind of play the closing date that way so that's why they call you an expert yeah, yeah kind of use smart some guy. Com- common sense <laughs> yeah. you know we try to 
Um, we will also do a final walkthrough prior to closing, which is in here, because um, the buyer has a right to a final walkthrough, which mm-hmm. is after the people have moved out, we go through, make sure nothing's damaged. They didn't take anything they weren't supposed to. They're, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. The house is in the condition it was. Right, when, right. When we moved in. No um, surprises. Yes. Um, the next part goes into appraisals, which I know we've had a, a one about appraisals and inspection. What's the difference? Um, you know, whether it's contingent on appraisal, if you're taking out any type of financing, it is going to be contingent on appraisal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the bank's way of covering their ass to make yep. sure they're not lending you too much money for the property. Sure. So they do all of that. We just make sure it's contingent. Um, lines 97 through like 110 goes into what's included in the property. So if you think about a house, if you take it up, shake it upside down, anything that doesn't fall, right, is supposed yep. to stay yep. with. Okay. So okay. like they can take the curtains, but the curtain rods are supposed to stay. Okay. You know, TVs. They can take the TV, but the TV mount that's screwed into the wall is supposed to stay. Oh, okay. A big thing is in garages, people have those quick latch systems. They can take all the latches, but the you know, the stuff that's screwed to the wall is supposed to stay. Oh. Any cabinet screwed to the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, so all that's negotiable too. Like I had one client they were walking through and at the end of the hallway there's this nice beautiful mirror that fit perfect. They're like when we offer, can we ask for that mirror too? I'm like, I don't give a shit. You yeah, know, we can we yeah. throw it in there. Sure. Um, you know, and then there's a spot that says this sale inclu- excludes. So if you don't want the playset in the backyard, you can say this needs to be gone mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. So it gives sure. you that ability to, you know, mm-hmm. ask for things or whatever. A lot of times, you know, you'll see people ask for like the bar stools at the kitchen because they match or. Oh, right, right. You know, different things like that. Um, it talks about debris and personal property. So that's at the final walkthrough that the seller has to remove all debris and personal property prior to closing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have final walkthrough. I've seen all sorts of crap, like moldy couches in the basement. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. So that's why we do that. Right, um, right. There's a huge section. The next like page and a half goes all into special assessments. You know, so as an agent, I always check on special assessments to the city saying there's none pending. There's none, you know that haven't been done or mm-hmm. they, they've received notification that there's work coming up in the next year. Cause that'd be, I'd be pissed off if I bought a house and then, you know, within yeah. six months they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're ripping up the whole street and you're going to get to say $12,000. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they go through all of that. Um, it talks about whether there's a seller's disclosure for those of you that don't know what that is. Uh, when you're selling a property, the seller goes through and does like an eight-page disclosure about um, when they purchased it, have they had any insurance claims, have they done any work, have they added insulation, have they had any uh, moisture, leaks, anything. So it goes through all that. Um, and then it talks about also the lead-based paint disclosure. Um, lead-based paint was phased out in 1976, but it was still being used up to 1978 till it was totally out of the system. So any house dated, built 1978 or prior needs a lead-based paint addendum. Okay. 100% of them I have seen say, seller has no knowledge of lead-based paint, and the buyer waives the authority to check for lead-based oh, paint. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So it's just kind of a check-the-block form. Mm-hmm. Now, if the seller... Is a hundred percent sure there's lead-based paint? They have to disclose it. But um, can you just paint right over that, or does it have to come out? 
depends upon who you talk to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm. EPA, you got to remove it, right? Sure. I'm sure okay. you got to be in hazmat suits with, yeah. Yeah. you know, right. look right. like you're going to space to touch it. But, yeah. I mean, I probably ate it as a kid, and I'm fine. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, at least I think I am. <laughs> at least you think you are. <laughs> yeah. Another part of the offer a lot of people don't realize is you can ask for a home protection plan or a home warranty. Okay. Um, I always throw it in there. Sellers pay it. Uh, for the buyers, four hundred and seventy-five bucks, and it covers you for the first thirteen months you own the property. Oh, so you move in your first summer there, the AC goes out, right? You call the insurance company; they send someone out to fix it. If it's shot, they'll give you money to replace it. Wow. Okay. So oh, that's well worth it then. Oh hell, for four seventy-five, yeah, and you can yeah, buy that right now. Yeah, yeah. If you you can buy that right now for your house if you oh. just want it. Yeah, you can buy it and have it. So if okay. you. <laughs> If your appliances are getting old, you're like, damn. Like my 30-year-old outside air conditioner, my central air? Yeah. Yeah, It's getting there. Get a home warranty and then just run the living piss out of it and try. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying I love this expert advice. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, yeah, that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. You get insurance for a reason. Yeah. Um, uh, The next section goes into uh, the home inspection whether you want to do a home inspection or not, I always recommend a home inspection um, unless you multiple offer situation, you know, it can get sure. dicey or you know, even new construction. I've, I, I offer it. I recommend it. You know, some of the condos and twin homes and stuff, there's not a lot there to inspect. Sure. So some of those, they waive it. Um, but it talks about whether you want a home inspection, how many days you have once the offer is accepted to have all inspections and negotiations complete. Um, all that type of stuff. Once the inspection is complete, you have three options, whether you can um, negotiate, say, hey, XYZ was broke, we want it fixed, or this type of price reduction to mm-hmm. cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, waiver and say, yep, no, it's good. We understand everything that's there. Or you can cancel and say, this is a complete shit show. I am out. Okay. Right? And you can get your earnest money back. Oh, so okay. It gives it, gives it nice. Um, two quick ones is property dimensions. All the dimensions are based on county records. So yep. You know, if you want the exact square footage, go ahead and bust out your tape tape measure. Um, it also talks about subdivision of land, if that's one. Uh, a big one is line 234, risk of loss. A lot of people don't talk about it when you're putting in an offer. But risk of loss, let's say, you know, you put your, when you put in that offer, it's on the house's current condition. If a windstorm comes through and takes out the fence, right, now it's not in its current condition. Right, right. So you can negotiate waiver you know get the fence fixed mm-hmm. whatever um it, it's a cover your ass type of thing too so if the house burns to the ground you don't have to buy a, a pile of ashes oh okay you know? yeah so sure makes sense it talks about that mm-hmm. um the whole next page is about utilities um talking whether it's city water rural water whether there's a well whether there's a septic you know are there are there disclosures for them you got to have a well map mm-hmm. where everything is I'm working with a client right now in a lake property which kind of concerns me because the septic and the well are only 50 feet apart where, you know, to me, that's mm. kind of close to have your drinking water and your shit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, when I bought I, my house, it said rural water on the, the sheet, you know, and I turned my water was on and everything else. All that's good. Six months later, I find out, yeah, it was rural water being scabbed from somewhere else. So, um, gee, that cost me a pretty penny. I anyway. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also talks whether there's a homeowners association and any dues, that type of stuff. Um, there is sections about sex offenders. We cannot disclose whether there's any in the area, but there's apps and stuff you can look right, at. Right, right. That's easy to do. Yep. Um, the whole next page talks about the agency, you know, whether the 
it's a dual agency or who the buyer's agent and seller's agents are um, and all that type of stuff. On the back, it talks about offer confidentiality. We can actually make the offers confidential. So other agents, like the listing, you can't really, you know, tell them what our offer is. Um, And then whether there's a house to sell or not, you know, that's a big one too. Whether Mm -hmm. you can buy this without selling your current home or if your current home is under contract and you need to sell it or, hey, I haven't even listed my current home, but I want to buy yours. So once you accept this, then I'll list my home and sell it. But I have to sell it before I can buy yours. Mm -hmm. You know, then you get a domino effect. The longest I've had is a string of four where I had wow. the, I had the highest one and then this person had to sell to buy this one, and that person had to sell to buy yeah. it, and this person is like <laughs> there's so many things that could go wrong oh, in this boy. transaction. But it, it all worked out without a hinge, so that was good. Good. That was perfect. Um you know, and then there's a spot for other conditions where you can type in kind of whatever you want. You mm-hmm. know, if there's multiple offers, you can do like an escalation clause like eBay where you put in, okay, here's my bid, but I will go $1,000 over any other bid not to exceed this price or different Mm -hmm. things. So lots of different stuff. Yeah, so if you're watching this podcast and you're going. Yeah, I'm throwing a lot at you in 17 minutes and 24 seconds. Right, And but that's why you get a hold of a realty expert. That is, because there's a lot that can go wrong. So How does somebody get a hold of realty expert Adam Helgeson? Best way, cell phone, always on me. It's been ringing in my pocket while I've been sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder you why me, you were grinning. You saw me smiling, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my cell number is 701-317-1750. Uh, you can check out my website, homesbyhelgeson.com. Uh, lots of information on there, including my other podcasts. Or you can call any of us real estate experts at Berkshire Hathaway at 701-746-0303. You have blasted heydays, buddy. I'll try. All right. There you go. That's your realty expert, Adam Helgeson. For the week, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast in the books. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll have another one coming up for you on Wednesday. <laughs>